All right, welcome into another edition of Catching Up with Tommy Mack here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Also on their Facebook page, Facebook Live. Hello, Facebook. Good uh, afternoon. It's now afternoon, a little bit after 12 o'clock on Friday, what, the 20th? Is today the 20th? Friday the 20th. Friday the 21st. Perfect. And, of course, we're streaming on the relevant app, the group chat messaging app with live interactive broadcasting. And podcasting, yeah, get into it. Create your own. It's so simple to do. Free download, too, to listen to all of our great content. Last night, we uh, we got together again, we meaning Randy Cross, Sean Salisbury, Glenn Parker, Ryan Sakamoto, myself on In the Huddle. We went through, of course, last week's games and uh, this week's divisional playoff round. There are four games, le- four games this weekend, eight teams left. I played in two of these, 96 and 98. Of course, in 96, we beat the Denver Broncos. In 98, we lost to the New York Jets. Uh, we were 11-5 and five that year. We had a good team in 98. Shouldn't have lost that game. Too many turnovers. Can't win with turnovers. No doubt about that. New news with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jim Caldwell, one of the coaches that they are uh, going to interview again. He turned down a couple opportunities. It looks like he's interviewing with the Chicago Bears and the Jacksonville Jaguars. T- to me, that just brings stability to the organization, to the franchise. He- he's he got a great reputation. Jim Caldwell does. Uh, he's, uh, he's He's got his principles of accountability, but he's not a you know massive screamer type, uh, but gets his message across. Guys like him, guys like playing for him. Uh, so look, I'd be okay with that. You know, and I, look, if we're going to go first-year head coach, I thought it was interesting this week. I think I saw it on uh, – I know I saw it on Relevant, on Twitter, and maybe Facebook about um, Mike Shanahan um, – I mean, Kyle Shanahan, um, McVay out of uh, – Sean McVay out of, out of uh, the Rams, and uh, and LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Those three guys – were on the same staff together with the Washington Redskins, as they were called back then. But did they pick a new nickname yet? Not yet. Warriors. Or what are they going to do? The, the the grab little bottles and do the Warriors chant from that movie in the eighties. You ever see the Warriors in the eighties? The movie. Oh, it's a great gang movie. Great gang movie. I love gang movies, but this is old school gang movie, and uh, they got to make their way back to Coney Island, and every gang in New York's after them. So they got to fight all these great, but the Warriors are the Warriors come out to play. Yay. You guys all remembered if you if you've seen it, but whatever. Uh, the you if you're gonna go first year head coach, I go off on tangents sometimes. Don't worry, I always bring it back. You should see me in a motivational speaking thing. I'll go way out there, and all of a sudden, come right back in. You just know where it's gonna come from. But those th- those three guys are one step. So if I'm looking for a first year head coach. Uh, that has only been a coordinator or whatever he's been. I want to go look in, in the past and see, like, all right, so you're talking about three guys on that staff, McVay, LaFleur, Shanahan, three of the top young coaches in the league today, three of the hottest ones, no doubt. Uh, they're all in the playoffs too, which means a lot. Um, what did they learn there? What made them head coaches? Now, granted, Kyle had his dad, Mike, who was a great coach, of course, Um but what made them head coach material? What did they learn from that tree, right? And then you go in there, and maybe that's how you you find you find your first year. It can't just be well. He's the next hot name. 
I mean, look at Eric Bieniemy. He was a big name last year. This year, not so much. What what happened? Well, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Uh, the offense for Kansas City is still pretty damn good. I think part um, of it with Bieniemy. Sorry, I cut you off for a yeah, second, but no worries. Uh, I don't know if this should be a factor or not, but it seems like it is. The enemy didn't call plays until this year, and yeah. that seemed to be a big indictment that he wasn't calling plays. And then he did start to call plays this year, and remember they struggled the first like five, yeah. six weeks, yeah. which like, okay, fine, like struggle for a little bit. Yeah. But now they're humming yeah. like they always are. So yeah. it, it feels like that should kind of be in the past because they've whatever issues they were having, they've clearly fixed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting thing. With, I mean, with do you have calling. to call your plays as a head coach? Is Jim Caldwell going to call plays? You know, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, if, I guess in today's, especially with the, the Jags having a quarterback, you're going to say, "Well, what's the offense?" And if it's your right. offense and you're calling the offense, what is it? I mean, every one of them is going to have to go through that. Every candidate is going to be asset. What are you doing, my quarterback? I mean, if I'm the owner, that's one of my first questions. How are you making my quarterback great? I want him to be, I want him to be like Josh Allen with the Bills. I want that trajectory. How are we going to get there? You know, who are you building around and what's the offense, whatnot. So it'll be interesting. But I, I think if you're going to go that, you you got to do a lot of due diligence on these first-time guys. It's one thing to be a good coordinator, a great coordinator. It's a whole nother animal to run the entire show from soup to nuts. So some guys do it, some guys don't. I mean, you, you know, you got to take a chance now and again. I just, I feel like we've taken too many chances. And we need stability. And Jim Caldwell, a type like that, or a Doug Peterson type, or, or even a Marvin Lewis type. And maybe it's not his head coach. Maybe there's something different, although you're hearing rumors that Caldwell's putting a staff together and presenting his staff. So I'm almost to the point where, like, let's just – Somebody hire a head freaking coach somewhere. I mean, there's so many openings, so many candidates, everything going on. You know how it is too. Once the first domino falls, yeah, it'll it'll start. I'll be hired in a week. You know, look, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I've never done it, but I mean, if a guy impresses you enough on the first interview, do you, you only need a second interview if the next guy impressed you the same amount, right? I mean, you got to rank them after the interview, right? You do the first round. Who's my top? Boom, boom, boom. Maybe they're so close, I need to hear from them again. Okay, that's fair. But if you have a guy, like say it's Byron, why do you have to wait to announce it? He's not going to be distracted. Brady can run that offense by himself. You know what I mean? Like, why not? if, If he's your guy, A, why do I need a second interview? And B, why not just announce it if he's the guy? You could argue it'd be less distracting if they went ahead and announced it as opposed to like, uh, maybe, maybe not kind of thing. Because then everybody knows. You right. know what I mean? Well, I'm just saying, if he's your guy, then right, exactly. name him. Right. Let's go. You I'm could, behind right. it. Let's rock right. and roll. But I don't know. They're, they're, I feel like they're not hiding, but they're using the, well, we can't talk to these guys yet. Like, what are you waiting for? Make your move. You know? I mean, there's got to be guys on the list that you're not interested any longer it sounds like peterson may be one of them you don't hear anything about doug peterson anymore with the jacks you know we'll see flores to houston or or chicago chicago's in the same the difference with chicago is they got to replace their gm and head coach i like that better than 
what what we're ever doing, whatever we're doing with Trent Balkier, we're keeping him or not keeping him. But I do like hearing the Jim Caldwell name. So that's good, at least from my perspective. And again, I don't care who they go with. I'm behind them. We're gonna we're gonna try to figure this thing out one way or the other. Um, but uh, you got to get, and I don't care. I was just on uh, Tony on, on the on the radio show. Just got off of asking me qualities. You know, look, every player wants structure. It's how you deliver the structure is what they differ on. Some guys can handle it one get way. Some guys can't. Some guys throughout your entire your roster handle it different. You're the one that has to manage that. You have the number one job of a head coach is to manage the personalities of his staff and his and his players and get them prepared to win, motivated, prepared, conditioned. It's all in the same thing, right? You got to be consistent. You got to be honest. You got to be fair. You got those things. Players will respond. Look, you hear Miles Jack. They're screaming for structure. They want to win, and they're not that far off talent wise. They're far off culture-wise. So, again, a Jim Caldwell, to me, eases it, stabilizes it, makes me feel pretty darn good about this situation. All right, let's get into the playoffs. Gosh, I just love the playoffs. You know, every <clears throat> every snap is, like, on fire. Because if you screw it up, that could cost you the game. One play. You know, everyone's talking. It's the anniversary of Miles Jackdown wasn't done. By the way, I, that try. Doesn't drive me nuts anymore, but it, it, it's it's annoying. They ruled him down. He's down. Doesn't mean you were going to win anyway. And, and I think that you know us latching onto that and holding onto that—it's almost like a curse. Like let it go. It's in the past. He was down. They they ruled him down. I mean, I don't know. Go back to the tuck rule. Does Oakland sit there and go, "Oh, the tuck rule. Oh, the tuck rule." You know. Because if there wasn't the tuck rule, they would it would have been their ball, and maybe New England doesn't kick the field goal to win to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? I mean, do they hang on to that still? I don't know. Jags could have won that game still, even with Miles Jack being down. You know, it's like people that it, this whole thing about the refs. It ain't the refs. That thing at the end of the Dallas, that wasn't the that refs doing the job. It's amazing that Dak didn't know what the hell he was doing, or the center. That you don't give the ball to the ref. And he got fined. Did you see that? Dak Prescott got fined for questioning the the refs at the end of that game. Dak played. He didn't play good. Not good enough. Pressure will do it to you. Which team's going to pressure the other QB? Nice segue, Tom. Hey, thanks very much. Um, all right, so the first <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Somebody in here? Um, Saturday at 4.30, Cincinnati. At t- Everybody's on Cincinnati, and I, and, I, and I get it. I get it. They're, they're exciting. I love their offense. Burrow would love him. I thought he was the most pro-ready quarterback coming out of college when he did, and, and he's fantastic. There's no doubt about it. Joe Mixon, great tailback. Um, Chase Higgins, Chase, I mean, just weapon after, uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Usman Da, I think, number 87. Uzoma. Yeah, he's good. He torched us for a touchdown. Remember that one? That was his coming out party. Yeah, it was. Nobody touched him. It's amazing when nobody touches, you can run freely to the end zone for a store. It's, it's a wild concept. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Defensively, I know, uh, look, Henderson will be back. 
Um, I'm going Tennessee. I I think they're going to have their hands full to a certain degree on on uh, defense. Tennessee is, but Justin, not Justin Simmons, Simmons, the defensive lineman, and Landry, their defensive end, they can control the line of scrimmage. If they get going, I think Cincinnati's going to have a tough day. Um, I I think it's going to be a close game, three points. Um, I got Tennessee winning 27 to 24. And it's not even just Derrick Henry being back. If he's back, could be even a, a bigger deficit. But look, Tennessee always comes prepared to play. They stop the run. 3.9 yards to carry. 43 sacks on the year. They're very good on third down. Do you know what their uh, percentage is on third down? 36.7 on defense. That's phenomenal. You know, I asked Sean Salisbury last night, is there one stat he looks at with games? He said, rushing attempts. If you're uh, more rushing attempts, meaning you're more in control, you'll probably win. I'm like, third down for me. Like, If you can convert on third down and get off the field on third down, your chances of without turning the ball over, that's probably number one, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, you got a chance. So I look at uh, Tennessee being very good. And on offense, they convert. 43, almost 44% on third down. Could be a tight game. I think Vegas has got this one right, but I got Tennessee 27 to 24. 815 game, night game in Green Bay. I don't I don't know how you pick against Green Bay. I like San Fran. I do. I like their tenacity. I like the way they come to play. I like how physical they are. And look, Bo's a playing. I think he's going to play. That was a nasty man. That could have been bad. He must do a lot of neck exercises. That was that was scary. Um, and I think they're going to, you know, they're going to keep it tight for a little bit. But then I think Rodgers and company is going to open it. You know, Rodgers is funny. Like last year, he was playing. At least it, from my angle, it seems to give the big fu to the organization. This year, I feel he's doing it to the league. Like, he wants to show the league. I don't know what it is, but he's on a mission. Him and Devontae Adams. Look, he can get the ball out quick, even if you pressure him. Granted, Tampa roughed him up. Can the San Francisco 49ers do the same? Um, They're both... um, They're both... They're very close in, in points. They're very close in third down. The big difference is... Packers D gives up 4.7 yards per carry, and we know the strength of the San Francisco 49ers. I still have Green Bay winning, 26-20. to 20. Hard to win in Green Bay. Hard to win with Aaron Rodgers against you. And uh, I'm pulling for Aaron to, to have another big game, so we'll see about that. But I think I got Green Bay winning that one. All right, Sunday at 3 p.m., love it. Starting a little later. Rams at Tampa. Everybody's on the Rams, aren't they? I look. I, I the Rams. I picked to beat Arizona. However, I think that's where the buck stopped. I and no, <laughs> no pun intended. I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> Weird. Um, and it's not just Brady, although it is Brady. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have a tough time with him. But that offensive line. How about this first stat? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In 17 games, gave up 
What do you think would be really good as far as sack numbers? Total sacks you think the O-line's given up this year for the Tampa Bay Bucks? For the Bucks, uh, a good number? It's going to be good. Of course, I wouldn't right. bring it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, they've given up. They throw the ball a ton. <sighs> 23. I was going to guess like high 20s. That's like 1.1 a game. Yeah. Sack. With an immobile quarterback. I know he gets the ball out quickly, but nonetheless. I think that's where the rubber meets. Now, are they healthy? Wurfs is hurt. Jensen's hurt. Jensen, oh, that's a center now. And you know who Wurfs' backup is? Who's that? Josh Wells. Oh, yeah, from the Jags. Yeah, Dude, he's terrible. Well, he's still playing. It can't be that he, bad. That's true. I that's mean, he's true, been but... shipped around in Florida. He went to Miami for a little bit, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but I think Tampa wins 28-24. to 24. I do think it's going to be tight for a little bit, but I expect Tampa to take over. And I expect Jalen to be pouting somewhere on the bench, somewhere blaming somebody for their demise. It definitely won't be his fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it won't be his fault ever. <laughs> I mean, look. If if the Rams get out early, it could be tough for the Bron- or for the Bucks to come back. But I expect Tampa to win this game. All right, Buffalo, KC. I think it's Buffalo's year. I really do. I I think they've got a ton of confidence. What the way they look, the way they dismantled New England in that terrible weather. I mean, they didn't just beat them. They beat the you know what out of them. 47 to 17. Now, maybe New England's not that good, but they're good enough to win 11 games or whatever, how many games they won, 10 or 11. Um, but I think this one's going to be Buffalo, 27 to 23. I think Josh Allen and company, I think their defense is playing outstanding. Um, you better block Chris Jones for Kansas City. You're going to have a long day, but I think they can up front. I think Buffalo's O-line is very good. They've given up only 27 sacks, four more than the than the Bucks. Kansas City at 28. Interesting. Who's the highest? I wrote them all down. Ooh, Cincinnati's had 55 sacks as an offensive line. 55. I looked it up the other day. Wow. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's number one in the league. That is awful. Hey, um... San Fran at 33. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Listen, at the end of the day, you better win the line of scrimmage. You better not turn the ball over, and you better not screw up your assignment. You get those three things, you you clear all that, you're going to win the game. That's why they play the game. So do I have an upset on the road? Buffalo. Buffalo's my upset. I'm not even a Bills fan. I, well, I, you know what? I like the Bills. I like McDermott. I talk about a just a, he seems consistent, you know? He seems like he's the same day in and day out. They're my second favorite team behind the Jags. The Bills? I love the Bills. Yeah, They're they, so fun. I Josh Allen's the, fun, jumping into the tables. Jumping into the tables. I love all unbelievable. of it. There was a guy that did it. I don't know if he did it like right before the game, but he did this kind of like, you know how you kind of like you go stiff. I talking about way on top of the of the, the RV, dude. He got some air. He got man. some huge air, and he's like, <sighs> "I like when they set it on fire." Now you're talking. <laughs> set that bitch on fire and then drop down on that thing. Now, oh, I'll look. I'll watch that all day. I won't do it, but I'll watch it. 
That would be fun. That would be a great way to end the weekend with uh, Buffalo and Kansas City going at it. That should be a nice heavyweight match. I hope you enjoy all your games this weekend. And uh, look, you know, Jag fans, just hang on. It's going to happen sooner than, well, you hope. I don't know. Just pick some. I'm, I'm, I'm almost still like, please, just pick somebody. And let's roll. All right, we'll just go. We'll go with it. It's fine. Enough. You, you, you overthink it. You, you know, and then I get, I don't know. The good thing is nobody else is picking yet. Last year, Dempsey uh, reminded me, last year at this time, there were five of the seven were filled. There were seven openings last year. Five were filled by January 20th. None are filled right now, unless it just happened over the wire. All right, that'll do it for me here on Catching Up with Tommy Mack on 1010XL's podcast platform on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. And on the relevant app, the group messaging app with live interactive podcasts and all throughout Apple Store, Google Play, free download. It's so easy. You do it right from your phone. Simulcasting each show right here on the relevant app. R-E-L-E-V-N-T. And uh, you'll be glad you found us. A lot of great content coming on. More Jaguar. Go to Jaguar Fanatics Vibe. I do a show with Duval Vibes with uh, UCF Jaguar Dalton. And we just uh, brought in Men in Teal podcast. So going to have more podcasts adding to the lineup. Until next time, stay safe and be cool. See you right here on Catch It Up with Tommy Mack. Madrid to Calabasas.